Welcome to the Singapore Management University podcast series, where we feature the latest insights and perspectives from our faculty. Global warming and climate change have created an unprecedented global interest in reducing greenhouse gas emissions, especially in energy production. Biomass, or organic matter, which is a renewable energy source that can replace fossil fuels in energy production, is gaining popularity. Consequently, commercialising agricultural residues as biomass is gaining momentum in many countries. In a pioneering study, Ona Boyabatli, Associate Professor of Operations Management and DBS Sustainability Fellow at SMU's Lee Kong Chien School of Business, together with Assistant Professor of Operations Management Bukhet Avja and PhD student Li Pin, studied the economic and environmental implications of biomass commercialization in agricultural processing industries. In this podcast, he shares his insights into this trending subject and the policy implications of their research findings. Professor, can you tell us what motivated you to zoom in on this topic? As you said, this is a trending subject because there is an unprecedented interest in reducing greenhouse gas emissions due to global warming and climate change. Biomass or organic matter, which is a renewable energy source, plays a pivotal role in achieving this objective because it is used as a feedstock in a bioenergy plant replacing fossil fuels to produce energy. In fact, among all the renewable energy sources, including wind, solar and hydro, energy produced from biomass has the largest share, approximately 50% in 2017 in the global renewable energy consumption. Our focus in this project is on agricultural residues as biomass source. In several agricultural industries, Processors convert the residues into a sellable product which would otherwise go to landfill and sell it to bioenergy plants. For example, palm oil mills commercialize their palm kernel shells, coconut processors commercialize their coconut shells, and sugarcane processors commercialize their bagasse. And the trend of commercializing these residues is gaining momentum. Just to give you one example, Japan's import of palm kernel shells has increased nearly by tenfold since 2013, to more than 1.13 million metric tons in 2017, and it's expected to increase further in the near future. Now, my interest on this research has started when I conducted a year-long project with a team of MBA students to help one of the largest coconut processors in Indonesia to commercialize its coconut shells and sell them to biomass boilers in Japan. This processor had these mountains of coconut shells which were pretty much going to landfill, and they were encouraged by the palm industry because palm kernel shells which have been around at least for at least a decade, have seemingly similar properties with coconut shells to be used in energy production. Uh, once the student project is completed, I started thinking more about the whole experience and also reading from the academic literature, and I realized that there are some research opportunities in better understanding the economic and environmental implications of biomass commercialization. That is when I invited my PhD student and my colleague to this project. What were your key research objectives? Our first objective in this research is to characterize the economic value of uh, biomass commercialization in agricultural processing and better understand the economic drivers. We also wanted to examine how some of the key characteristics uh, of these industries affect the value of such an investment. Now, from a practical point of view, understanding the value is important because commercialization involves significant upfront fixed investment costs 
something I experienced in my work with the coconut processor in Indonesia. And these fixed costs are associated with investments in preconditioning machines, storage facility or transportation assets. So it's really important for the processors to come up with a rigorous economic evaluation before incurring these fixed costs. Our second objective is related to the environmental implications. In particular, we would like to investigate under what conditions the processors can justifiably claim that commercializing its biomass is environmentally friendly. And also uh, how biomass market characteristics affect this uh, environmental assessment. Now, the common perception in practice is that converting waste into a usable product is environmentally beneficial. This is because it leads to a reduction in greenhouse gas emissions due to decreasing amount of landfill and also uh, replacing a fossil fuel energy in the downstream energy plant. Right? But this understanding fails to um, consider the operational changes uh, that may happen after biomass is commercialized. Let me uh, give you an example, uh, especially in a commoditized environment like agricultural processing. Because processing margins are razor thin, once the biomass is commercialized, the new revenue stream will have a significant effect on the processing margin. And over time, processor will make adjustments in the way that they run their operations. So what are they going to do? Uh, now that the processing margin is higher due to the new revenue stream, they're going to actually uh, procure more input and process more input, which is actually environmentally harmful. Uh, produce more output, uh, which can be actually em environmentally beneficial if the processor already has some sales commitments and it would be better to satisfy these commitments through processing. But it will also produce more waste, which again could be beneficial or harmful to the environment. So it's really not very clear, but it shows that the current picture is incomplete without considering the changes in operational decisions after commercialization. So that is why we wanted to investigate this. How did you go about the study? In this study, we combined business analytics with data analytics. On the business analytics side, we first developed a mathematical model representing important operational characteristics of an agricultural processor. Uh, we then employed stochastic optimization techniques to solve for the processor's profit-maximizing operational decisions, both before and after commercialization. Once we have these decisions, we can then figure out the processor's best possible or optimal profit by making a comparison between this model and the benchmark model in which organic waste goes to landfill, we are able to examine the economic implications of biomass commercialization. Now, to understand the environmental implications, we then developed an environmental model separately, but based on the economic model, because we needed to understand the implications when the processor makes profit-maximizing decisions. To measure the environmental impact, we use carbon emissions, including procurement, processing, selling, and landfill-related emissions, before and after commercialization. Now, the processor can justifiably claim that commercializing its biomass is environmentally beneficial, when the total emissions are lower after commercialization. Finally, we provide a practical application of our framework in the context of the palm industry. This is the data analytics part, using publicly available data from the Malaysian Palm Oil Board, complemented by the data obtained from the extant literature. We calibrate our model to represent a typical palm oil mill located in Malaysia, commercializing its palm kernel shell to a bioenergy plant in Japan.
we complement our structural analysis with numerical simulations based on realistic instances. What were your findings? To answer this question, let me directly move into our findings related to the environmental implications. As I said, the common perception in practice uh, is that commercialization is environmentally beneficial when landfill emission intensity is lower than the biomass selling emission intensity. The biomass selling uh, intensity is given by the unit emission associated with uh, additional activities like processing, transportation and burning, less the unit emission saving obtained by burning biomass instead of fossil fuel. Well, this common perception ignores the changes in operational decisions, such as procurement and processing decisions after commercialization. Now, we find that once the changes in operational decisions are not ignored, the environmental assessment is more nuanced. And we identified biomass selling emission intensity and biomass demand are the two main drivers of this result. Basically, when the biomass selling emission intensity is sufficiently low, commercialization is environmentally friendly. When it is high, commercialization is harmful. In the moderate region, though, it crucially depends on biomass demand. So commercialization is environmentally beneficial only if the biomass demand is lower than threshold level. So how do uh, biomass characteristics shape the effect of uh, biomass commercialization on the environment? We know that a higher biomass demand or biomass price is always good news for the processor. In other words, uh, they, they are, these changes are economically superior. But do these changes also lead to reduction in carbon emissions from commercialization? In other words, are these changes also environmentally superior? We find that they are not and characterize conditions under which they are superior or inferior. Just to give an example, an increase in biomass demand is environmentally superior only when biomass selling emission intensity is low, otherwise it's environmentally inferior. Now, because a higher biomass demand or price always increases the value of commercialization, these results emphasize that what is economically beneficial is not necessarily environmentally beneficial. How will these findings and insights make an impact? Our results that I summarized so far have important practical implications that are of relevance for policymakers and industry players. Now, from the perspective of industry players, our results demonstrate that conventional arguments for and against the environmental superiority of biomass commercialization, based on such simple proxy as comparison between biomass selling emission intensity and landfill emission intensities, can be misleading. In particular, our analysis highlights two types of misconceptions. First, the processor would mistakenly think that commercializing its biomass is environmentally beneficial, when in fact it is not. Now, the implication is that agricultural processors which emphasize conversion of agricultural residue as an argument for the environmental superiority of their business models could be vulnerable to accusation of greenwashing. Second, the processor would mistakenly think that biomass commercialization is not environmentally beneficial when, in fact, it is. In this case, an environmentally conscious processor would pass up profitable investment opportunity based on an incomplete environmental assessment. Now, based on our model calibration, we observe that a typical palm oil mill in Malaysia can justifiably claim that selling its palm kernel shell to substitute coal in energy production is environmentally beneficial unless biomass demand is larger than a level that is associated with approximately 70% capacity utilization. Interestingly, when palm kernel shell is used for substituting liquefied natural gas, 
which is a cleaner energy source than coal, commercialization becomes environmentally harmful regardless of the biomass demand. Now, these results have important practical implications. First, care must be taken by palm oil mills to not to promote commercializing palm kernel shell as environmentally beneficial without qualification. Second, and I guess more importantly, given the current trend in the energy industry that suggests the discontinuation of coal-fired energy production by 2030, it is important for these mills to take actions to reduce, for example, uh, transportation emissions by choosing cleaner transportation options or selling biomass locally to keep commercialization environmentally beneficial. Now, to this end, the ongoing industry-wide efforts for reducing carbon emissions in shipping also have an indirect and potentially crucial positive environmental impact on agricultural waste energy industry. What are the policy implications? Now, in terms of policy implications, a policy implication of our results is relevant for countries promoting investment in renewable energy sources. For example, in recent years, governments in Asia, Europe and North America have adopted policies such as feed-in tariff and tax rebate to promote investment. As a result, there has been a growing number of bioenergy plants, leading to an increase in biomass demand. Our findings demonstrate that this increase may hinder biomass commercialization in an environmentally conscious processor unless its biomass selling emission intensity is low. Therefore, we suggest that governments also devise policies to incentivize processors to reduce their biomass selling emission intensity. This can be achieved, for example, by encouraging processors through investment subsidies to palletize the biomass before shipment, as is often done in the wood industry, to increase its calorific value. Another policy implication of our result is relevant for biomass exporting countries. Uh, such as Indonesia and Malaysia. Some of these countries have recently started imposing export tax for biomass to encourage the growth of domestic bioenergy industry. For example, in 2018, Indonesia imposed tax of $17 per metric ton of palm kernel shell exported. When biomass is sold locally, all else equal, processor would experience a higher biomass price due to the absence of export tax and a lower biomass selling emission intensity due to lower transportation emissions. Now, our results demonstrate that imposing an export tax is the right move in the growth stage of biomass industry when the biomass demand is relatively low because a higher price is both economically and environmentally superior, leading to agri-processors' voluntary commercialization of its biomass. Thank you, Professor. Thank you very much.